Bitch, you better praise God or I'm a shooting that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'ma hit you with this cane. Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free TK. It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died, because I know it's coming up. Welcome back to the We Was Righteous podcast. This time we're reviewing Righteous Gemstones. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm your other host, Chanel. And it's not Welcome Back. It's literally the first episode of this new season. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show. For you Succession listeners, we gained a lot of new listeners during Succession. Uh, So we appreciate y'all listening to us. And hopefully you'll stick through Righteous Gemstones and all the other shows that we do um, after that. We hope so, too. I hope so, too. How have you been, Chanel? Boy, oh, boy. Busy. Busy. Sorry, y'all. We were meant to do a... We still owe y'all a jury duty episode. Did you watch it yet? I told you I watched it. You see, Chanel forgot about me. She's been ignoring oh, no, you me did text- for three weeks. She's <laughs> yeah, been ignoring uh-huh. me. No, yeah, let me tell you around the country. I'm going to tell you what. Real quick. We do owe y'all a jury duty episode. I did text Brandon and let him know, hey, I'm about to be busy from this time to this time. And Brandon said, don't even worry about it. So if you're ever like, where's the episode? Just know that Brandon told me it's not that it's not that serious. And so we pushed it back a week. If you're ever wondering where your episode is, it's always Brandon be like, it's fine. Um, no, I've been moving around. I definitely want to chat jury duty with you just because there's like one or two moments in that show that had me like in my room just screaming laughing so hard and overall i think it's just a nice feel good type of show with a little bit of you know some some comedy twists that are not for kids um and traveling about to move things are good though how about you i'm good i'm good i've been watching a lot of tv recently more than i usually do old and new stuff i've been watching like Star Trek and Next Generation for some reason. I'm all the way through to the last season of that. Uh which That's has been exciting to watch. Here. It's seven. Yeah, seven. And so how many episodes total those are old school episodes? It's like 20 every season. But I skip uh-huh. through. I don't want I got a guy that tells me which ones to skip. So I don't watch the boring ones. Uh and so then I found out that. I realized that Apple Plus is the best streaming service because everything on there I've watched is like great. And they don't do binging, I do like, which I, do I like hate physical. binging. I hate binging. I hate when okay, a new okay, show comes out. No, I hate when a new show comes out and they drop all the episodes at once. That's what I mean by I hate binging. It's so antisocial. Like the whole idea is that like I can, if especially with something good, like we all got to watch Succession. And when Logan Roy died, it wasn't like, oh, what episode are you on? Did you see Logan Roy? Like, no, we all saw it at the same time, right? Like, it all happened at the same exact time. And when you get week to week, especially when something's good, you can call your friends or your family or when we used to go into work. And, yo, did you see Did you see the episode of Walking Dead? Did you see Game of Thrones? Did you see Succession? You know, did you see Scandal last week? You know, whatever. Because it was something to talk about. And it created like this social environment. And it was really good for podcasting as well, being selfish. But when you when they drop everything at once, then it's like, 
Hey, Chanel, what episode are you on? Oh, I'm on three. I might be on seven. And then I got to try to remember what yeah. happened in three. So I don't tell you anything that happened after three. And so you can't really talk about it till everybody finishes it. It's not very communal on this. That was my little soapbox, but I hate that. But Apple Plus doesn't do that, right? Apple does every show week to week, which makes it, it builds up anticipation. I'm actually watching this show called Silo, which is unbelievable. I wish we would have done Silo. And the final, in the season finale Please comes stop out saying out loud. I don't want, I don't want Jesse. Wait, what's this man's name? Who? What's Jesse's real name? Jesse who? Jesse Gemstone. Oh, Danny McBride. I don't want Danny McBride to hear you because I am not a traitor, Danny McBride. I'm down with the team, but Brandon, which is weird, did sci-fi. No, I didn't say we couldn't do Righteous Gemstones. I said, which Silo ends this week. So it would have been over this week. This is the last episode comes out on Thursday. Oh, okay, fair. Let me catch. I'll catch up. It looked good. I saw the promo for the first time today. It looked interesting. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Chanel saw the blackening because I made her go see it. Did you like it? Um, so many people made me go see it. There were so many references. Um, I did like it, and I really cannot tell you. I was trying to find an issue with it. There's no issues. As a black person, there's like no, there's no joke that didn't ring true. There's no reference that was like, why would you reference that? that nobody knows that. There's like the only, even the only thing for me was like, I didn't have that specific experience on Adderall. Like there's some, that's the one thing where I was like, she kind of went OD, but I, but I, but again, some people on Adderall really do channel their, you know, you know how to do Kung Fu all of a sudden because you're on Adderall. Like that's fair. So everything about it was funny to me. I think they didn't miss a chance for any jokes. Um, there were like random things that I really enjoyed. And like basically the expectation I had was that it's a, it was a movie written for black people, black people and black people who know black culture. There are so many layers of like things where you almost like, how could it be that easy to be that funny? But it's because it's a it's a knowledge thing. Like the question about friends was a was such a, a great like the whole thing about friends was so good because that's something that you have said to your friend group more than once but that exact scripting was how they put it in the movie to where you're like wow that's what it's like for your sense of humor and your culture to be that accessible on a on a movie screen where you're like where you just I can see how I would feel comfortable walking around the world if 90% of movies just had my culture in it and my references and my sense of humor and that was it and I didn't have to explain that to anybody so I really like shout out to, oh my god I cannot remember anyone's name the director Tim Story Tim Story thank you Tim Story thank you to um all the actors and actresses and and different auteurs involved in that um Jerome Fowler, Jermaine Fowler needs his ass beat. He's like, he was the best black villain, and I don't think he's gonna live that down. And also, um, there what was a, there was one other thing. Um, I mean, obviously everyone did good. I think they did great not picking very well-known actors, like the joke in the beginning with Yvonne or G and Jay Farrell saying the movie can't afford them. I enjoyed that. I'm a big Jay Farrell fan, and I think Yvonne's great too. Um, my biggest hold on oh my god I keep having this thought on the edge of my like that I keep being like this is the thing I want to say to wrap it up and I can't not remember but I really enjoyed it 
I know that you did an episode about it that people can listen to. Yeah, we talked about it in the Jeff vs. the World podcast. We found some uh, things that we didn't like about it. But for the most part, I loved the movie. There, I mean, there were some things that they dropped the ball on a little bit um, that I think they could have done better. Um, I think they had the potential to make this like a groundbreaking film and they decided to just make it a good film and it was a very good film but it could have been like get out right like when get out came out and just took over everything it could have been like that if they just made some small changes like give me one example i don't not to spoil the episode it was a little long um i think they could have cut out i think i think yvonne orgy and and jay farrell was a waste. I didn't think, I mean, it was a funny joke, but like that whole first 10 minutes was kind of pointless to the rest of the movie. Um, but I thought all the jokes landed. Well, not all of them, no, no movie, every joke lands, but I thought like 90% of the jokes landed, which is a very high percentage for a movie. I think that they fell into some horror tropes without making fun of it. Right. So like some of the horror tropes they made fun of, and then some of them they still fell into, that was just like part of the script. Uh, but other than that, like I said, it was a very good movie. Like I really enjoyed it. So uh, check that out in the Jeff vs. the World podcast. It should be out uh, sometime in July. Before we get into Righteous Gemstones. Sorry, though, the only thing I do, I did want to say, I do want to get to your next thing, but they had to kill them in the beginning to give them the stakes to play the game. That's what they, they would have played like. it anyway, though. They could have just roamed they, into the room like Jay Farrow and Yvonne did. Fair, but t- I just think there was more. There would have been more peer pressure back. Fuck this game. Maybe if they were locked in. I guess you're right. Like they could have locked them in and did all that. But I think one thing they did. I, I hear what they're saying. But one thing I think they did was they didn't make it real stakes like from the beginning versus it just being like a silly, scary movie. Like there were actually white people killing them or trying to kill them. That I think. If they didn't establish that from the very beginning, you might not have taken it seriously the whole time. So it's like I was thinking about that. Like there weren't the movie wasn't perfect, but literally today I was thinking, but I can't find a hole in it that's like, oh, there's rookie mistakes, or oh, like that's why you don't hire like black people can't write. There's nothing in it that's not good enough or great or really good um, to where I think it's like exemplary black writing and like black culture on display where they didn't they they use tropes. They use stereotypes in the most like elevated way, I think. And even like the use of like language or whatever. I just, it just felt like how Insecure is written, was written like the way that you actually talk and not like uh, white people writing black people. That's kind of where I was like overjoyed by it. And everything in it wasn't for everyone. Like just small things like the, the rotating of the gun, stuff like that, where it's like you could tell yourself the joke once you saw what they did on screen. I, I just, so anyway, bye bye. You know, hats off to them. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about the blackening or jury duty yet. We're here to talk about righteous gemstones. Before we get into that, Brandon wanted to share something. Yeah, well, I wanted to. We didn't. We didn't do a follow up episode after Succession ended, but we did get some emails from you all, from the listeners, and I didn't want to ignore them. So we got one, two, three emails and a voicemail. Uh, after after that, so let's go through them. Uh, our friend Sonia wrote back. She said, "I Brandon Chanel, I am shook if Ken bursting Rome stitches. What the actual fuck? I am haunted by that scene. 
This last episode was so painful. I'm grateful the show is over. It was horrifying. I wanted Tom to win, but I hate that Greg really nearly fucked him. I knew Tom should not have trusted Greg. Everybody in the show were fucking snakes. I'm wondering what the big takeaway is for this show. I'm struggling to make it make sense. We talked about that. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. This damn show broke me. I'm glad Righteous Gemstones is next. We need some comic relief after this madness. I thought Successor was funny. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think it was a lot at the end. But throughout the whole thing, I kind of got a kick out of laughing at these horrible white people. So, I mean, that's she's taking them, she's imagining them as real people, which is what you have to do yes. to like have grounding in any show for sure. Uh, we got a message from I cannot, there's no name on here. Uh, but good evening, guys. It's almost seven o'clock on this side. I just thought I should send this email to you and express that succession is really over. I'm pretty sad. However, I feel I didn't expect the ending to be that. I also just wanted to say that please do update me on this email. If you guys have any other podcasts about any other HBO series or something outside HBO, we are. We're doing Righteous Gemstones on HBO. It's been amazing to actually listen to your opinions and reviews about the series. It's also been great meeting, even though we're many kilometers away. Just a shout out from South Africa again. You guys have been amazing. Wishing you a farewell and greatness and other ventures you may partake in. Thank you so much. Then we got an email from Joe. Great episode. I'm a new listener. I found you guys on Apple. I absolutely hate the move that Shiv made by throwing all kind of logic out the window. You sound like Chanel. I agree with the guest host saying she just became her mom. Side note, um, Thanks, and best regards. Thank you, Joe. And then we have a voicemail from Carol. Thank you for those emails. Y'all are real ones. Shout out to, what do they say in South Africa? Oh my God, what do they say in Mandela? What's the greeting? Don't do that. I I am. Well, Don't do one that. One second, Carol. No, Carol's second. not from South Africa. <laughs> Carol's about no, I'm saying before you play South, how? Oh, how's it? How's it? Haita. If, mm-hmm. if either one of those is okay, please let me know. I apologize so, for her. I know. I know. I nailed it. I feel good about nailing it. Um, t- you tell you and Trevor Noah. I said what's up, and I apologize for her. I apologize. For why would you apologize for me? I'm talking about him and and South Africa's. Greatest stand-up comedian. Why wouldn't I? She's listening. They're listening to South Africa, and she's going to say, you know, I saw Minister Society. How do you say it? Like, how do you say it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Shout out I to go- Ice Cube. Shout out to Ice Cube and uh, Lorenz Tate. If they said, what's up, cuz, they would be the great, The greatest, the greatest black actors in America. No, because... <laughs> That's what you just so said sorry. to them. There's two major South African exports, okay? Three. Three. Diamonds, Mandela content, and Trevor Noah. And I would love an email letting me know what I'm missing. Y'all are worth more I apologize. than that. I'm just talking. Oh, wow. You are gaslighting me to seem like I'm being xenophobic, but I, I'm not. I, I love South Africa. My mama went to South Africa said it was beautiful. I want to go too. Maybe we'll go there on tour and Brandon will apologize while I connect with the locals. And Carol, what would you like to say? All our Japanese listeners, thank you for the anime. 
I really appreciate it. And Pokemon, shout out to Ash Ketchum. Great export from Japan. Are you just... <laughs> I was about to say, who's been drawing things? Can you send it to me? Listen, Konichiwa would not be wrong. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's listen to what Carol has to say. Hi, guys. This is Carol from California. I just wanted to um, thank you guys for your awesome coverage of Succession. I, I listen very carefully to it. Um, I love all your takes and like every each of you brings a different perspective that um, makes me think and I don't know what you're doing next but whatever it is um, I'll watch it just because I want to hear you guys more so I just really want to support you guys and um, thank you for the hard work you do and please keep it up thanks bye-bye well thank you Carol that was sweet Chanel doesn't appreciate it because she's, you know, she's 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 on Molly or something right now. I don't know what she's on. First of all, I'm on but Benadryl. I appreciate it. Second but of I appreciate all, it. Carol, Carol, you already know not to listen to him. Thank you so much. I think you're giving us a lot of credit. A lot of credit there. We'll take it, but way too much credit for us. Hard work? Where? Where? Hard work. Okay. I'm, look, I'm just, I just show up so I don't get fined. But Carol, we appreciate you. About you. To get fine. I'm about to get fined. You're about to get fined being racist to our South African <laughs> listeners. Not, we'll see. Look, I don't think other people in other countries are as sensitive as Americans, by the way. I think they they just love it. Like, you I can agree. say anything to a Jamaican. They'll be like, oh, why go on? We gonna, they, they'll make you family. See, common Jamaican greeting. Why go on? Let's yes, but an American black person on Twitter will say that you're being insensitive. Exactly, exactly, which is fine. Yes. Um, okay, guys, I just want to say this before we bridge over. It occurred to me that this is the perfect show after succession. Because it is succession. And we might have said this before, in a different universe. This is succession in a way like where it's like again, just like us, it's like our world, but it's like Earth 34. And in this world they have succeeded and it's what happens when the failed sons and daughter get the throne and how they mess up and when i tell you they <laughs> they fuck it up so early and so quickly and so e like <laughs> they fuck up from the jump and i think i appreciate that they haven't grown at all like the at the very least jesse's not having sex with strippers and if, if for nothing else we praise he praise be to he for Jesse not having any more strip and blow parties. But what we're going to like, because of Amber, Amber deserves him to come home. And come on. If he was single, I wouldn't care. If it was Kelvin, but Kelvin's doing his own shit. But here's how we're going to do this episode, y'all. We have three three episodes to cover because we um waited until between week three and four to just get started. That's fine. We're going to get us going. The thing about gemstones too is like the seasons start in their own way. Like you have some moments in the beginning where you laugh, but like the story kind of brings itself together by the end. And I feel like even if it can be cheesy, it always works out for me. Um, like in season one, we had Gideon coming in and we had like that uh, stunt driver villain. And like you have the dinner scene where like Jesse's like, don't I know you from somewhere? And then he's basically like, no, I don't know you from anywhere. Like they, they keep leading up to this idea that Jesse might figure out he's being conned and he doesn't. And so we just have like that that joke throughout 
of the season. And then the next season, we get a little bit more about um, Eli and that he used to be a wrestler. We figure out he's really about that life. And so we get like all this depth of the family. Um, and then we int- did baby Billy come in se- season two. We get baby, baby Billy. Like we start to build out this universe and this backstory to how the gemstones got to be where they are. And so well, I thought that you, was like. Why don't you tell the people who aren't familiar with Righteous Gemstones in case they want to start watching with this, what this show is about, basically what it is. Yeah. Definitely, definitely highly recommend just going to watch from the beginning because the episodes are less than an hour. They're hilarious. Season yeah, one and minutes. two. Yeah. Back to back season one and two. will have you scream? Like I watch. I don't like watching things like within close proximity of each other because I know what's going to happen. I literally watch season one and two like back to back, like one, two, one, two when it when season two was coming out because that's how funny it was to me. Um, anyway, so Righteous Gemstones is about three kids who uh, are succeeding their father uh, and who's a widower and the, his mega church that he's grown into like a dynasty of theme parks and merchandise and satellite churches and basically they are very wealthy and very spoiled and they're kind of like bad people wise if you think about like it's always sunny philadelphia they're like unredeemable characters in that sense but then they're also this in a weird like weirdly lovable sibling group because they do figure it out every once in a while but they do fight like real siblings um and then also they're like actually people of the cloth and like running a church and in these different relationships um and there's kids and and like again a whole world they build out by like the the patriarch's background their mother where she came from and all that stuff so it's a very um it's a weird word to use but it's actually like a delightful show in the sense that like the stakes are like never that high but like there's stuff that happens there's action there's um stunt driving like there's all these things there's blow there's strippers there's paint there's a lot of gratuitous penis and that's one of the reasons I love the show because they realize how much boob you see on tv for no reason so they gave you penis for no reason and there's like a queer underline for one of the siblings anyway it's a great show very ridiculous very silly you would not get it if you just started in season three so we're expecting you to go catch up to one two and then hop in with us at three and if you just came in at three you haven't watched one and two stick with it you will uh see the vision by the end of the season is that anything you would add to the synopsis no that sounds about right to me yeah, so we didn't we're not gonna go like beat by beat of each episode, but we do wanna tell y'all what happened. So we have our main characters already. We okay, I actually before we even get into that, let me ask you about your take. So just because we haven't talked in detail, are you hot or cold on Jesse? In terms of what? Just how much you like this character or how much you're like this is he's an actor. I like all the characters. I mean the best character is baby Billy. But I love all the Baby characters. Billy is a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. Um, you know who I actually think is Baby <laughs> Billy, you... Dennis Judy, Dennis Jesse, Dennis Eli. And then it's Don't play um, with Kelvin. Don't play with Kelvin. Kelvin. Well DJ's I, up there, Tiff. Like there's a lot of ties. Kelvin is I don't know what's going on with Kelvin. Kelvin's and not gonna come It's out three the seasons so in, and I wish they would five. tell me. What the hell what, is going what, on with Kelvin? Kelvin and Keith. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is his own episode. So, 
Okay, you said you you love everybody. By the way, do you know who you'll never guess this character, but you know who my favorite character is? Uh Gideon. Pontius. <laughs> Who's conscious? Pontius. Pontius Jimso, Jesse's son. We don't see Pontius that often. Yes, we do. We see him every no, not that often, but when we do see him, I, I stand Pont- Pontius is so bad, and he's like their son who's going through like a bit like a middle a middle child crisis, and we only see like you said, we only see him in flashes, and I stand him because he shows up this season with a face tattoo. Why would you do that? <laughs> Classic middle child behavior. Okay, so let's see. My rank, I definitely definitely love Jesse. Um. It'd probably be Jesse, Judy, Kelvin. That's my sibling order. Baby Billy. Tiffany grew on me, but she's not high enough. BJ. BJ after Baby Billy. And then Martin, Eli. Sorry, but Amy Lee's at the bottom because all she's the only good, she's the only like perfect person here. We don't need her. She can go. I don't think, you know, Amy Lee ain't perfect. I mean, she has her flaws, but she's like the sweet. She's the kindest and most redeemable of them all. So, boo. Um, and then you can kind of fill them in from there. But they're like these characters are well written and distinct, and their choices make sense. And also, they're fucking ridiculous. So, we open the se- like I kind of breeze through what happened in season one, season two. Like in season two, they was coming for Eli, trying to kill. Who tried to kill him again? I forget. Who was the rival? Oh, um, I don't remember his name, but yeah, it was so basically, it's like, you know, all these mega churches, and they got and they compete with each other for the same in certain sets, certain sets, the same mm-hmm. um, people congregation, especially rich people that come in their congregation. And last season, they wanted to open a um a, a Christian resort. Like think about Atlanta. Imagine like Atlantis, mm-hmm. but a very literally was, Atlantis. Like Christian themes. Uh, like in between the tower, they put a crucifix. <laughs> yeah, so they're trying to open it, and they had beef. So yeah, like the the whole show was basically about like the corruption of mega churches and fake Christianity, but it's done in a comedic way that hits in every sense of the way. <laughs> I think it's speaking to that, but I also feel what I like about it is that it's not it's not trying to be about religion at all. Like this could be any religion. It's more about I really think it's more about the sibling relationships if you want to break it down like like to what its core at core is about. But why it's enjoyable is because when you first hear them at the first like after after church brunch and how the siblings talk to each other, you're immediately in because you're like this this why do they they talk to each other worse than any any atheist in the world (laughs) like it's just they are terrible to each other and that's what makes them like you can't turn it off um but yeah that so they had like mega church conflict last last season and eli almost got off to but then he had the moves in him we didn't know about and then gideon who is jesse's previously estranged now prodigal back in the fold son got injured saving him but they're all good now so Gideon's back and um 
and so and Amber wanted Gideon back real bad. So I'm glad that they figured that out. And I kind of love that they were like estranged. He didn't want him back. And then they now he's like in the house and everything's good. So they have three kids, Amber and Jesse, Gideon Pontius, my my fave, and another one I we we really never hear from. Then um Judy is married to BJ, who is what's your read on BJ? <laughs> How would you describe BJ to somebody who had never seen him before? Um a cornball that's easily manipulative and Judy is basically like an exaggerated comedic version of Tom and Shiv. Only Judy's ridiculous, more ridiculous than Shiv's pretty ridiculous, but Judy's more ridiculous than Shiv. And BJ's more of a pushover than Tom was in the first mm-hmm. couple seasons. Um Big he also here, though, wears like- Outlandish no clothing. Redemption. Yeah, there's no redemption for me. BJ's never gonna come out on top, but I I hear you. Well, no, he's kind of coming out on top now. He got himself a VR headset, a Theragun. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So um, I mean, I could I could see that pairing. They're definitely um, but at the same time, like they actually. Because remember when they broke up and he got his ear his ear pierced? Like they actually love each other. So the difference with that with that near that comparison is that they are legitimately in a marriage and like they legitimately that, want each other. Do they love each other? This whole a theme of this season is that Judy was out there fucking people on tour. Judy, Judy dry humped twice and kissed four times. Do not <laughs> Okay. be smirch but i do think that like she still loves him and because of that hug they have in season three where they start singing together which is something i want to play um yeah no they definitely have their moments uh but yeah so bj like went through you know he did get played a lot early on in the relationship now they're like fully married bj's holding his own you see him at a scene but by the way drinking milk out of a wine glass if that helps to get any clarity about bj um and then Kelvin is the youngest, even though he's older, he's in his late 30s or 30 something. I don't know, he's white. And he's the youth pastor because they couldn't figure out anything else. And season two, he had this super weird cult that turned on him and kicked him out the house. That was about men's, he, had a, he had the men's group, it was like a men's group. Yeah, it was a men's group, but it became about bodybuilding for Christ. And then because he wasn't strong enough, they literally kicked him out. Um, and Keith is <laughs> Keith is a friend who was a Satanist that Kelvin saved from the Satanist cult. And so now Keith follows him instead of following Jesus. Basically, he's saying he's a Christian, but he's really a follower of Kelvin. And they are it's very clear that they're giving us like homoerotic like underlying but Kelvin is so asexual and childlike that there's it doesn't matter like Kelvin doesn't Kelvin isn't sexual at all to not like to put aside the fact that he might be gay um which is like a thing that happens too but anyway um they are they always give you things between them that are so they're the most awkward part of the show and I'm sure it's all on purpose but they're they're the most painfully awkward and the first time we see Keith this episode or this season he's oh my god they're holding a huge dodo between them and Kelvin's like that one's gonna hurt and this like that's what I mean they're telling you like oh they're gay they're they love each other they you know they're butt buddies but then 
we find out that Kelvin's whole thing this season is going to be clearing out adult sex shops of inventory by buying all the inventory. <laughs> and that's how they're going to fight. Uh, well, his smart. thing is he thinks he's going to put people out of business by buying up all the inventory. Someone tells him, like, you know, you're just buying all their shit, right? Like giving them all that money. But his thing is like, but then they won't have any inventory. Wait, hold on. I so actually nobody... want to play. I want to play that for like, oh, my episode three. Keep going. I'm going to find it. Yeah. So like they they have this truck. I forget what the truck is called. I don't know if it's like the smut truck. I don't know what it's called. They have a truck that has, it has it like, a, like cum a cum shot on the side. <laughs> it's got like a cum shot on the side as a logo. I never noticed that. And they drive around this truck and they go to all the adult stores and buy up all the dildos and sex toys and vibrators and just fill it up and take it back to the compound and just okay, dump it, it. And, just, and just dump it. it yeah, just send, well, eventually they start to burn it and it is silicone and that is actual poison. And Jesse says that. And then um, Keith goes, yeah, the fire was green. <laughs> They are so. I think when I re say it, I realize how much I enjoy it. Um, okay, let me make sure you can hear. They restock, and then what? Then we'll here. return and buy it all again. Okay, Remember he yourself, says, Don't Tara. forget, don't. He basically is like, Don't forget your place, girl. Okay, did I pause it? I want to play shop's it. Gonna have nothing else to sell like this until they restock. So many dodos. And, what? and we'll return and. Buy it all again. Remember yourself. Remember Tara. yourself. No. no, she has a point. We're trying to shut these deviants down. Not give them an economic boost. But I'm still so impressed by you guys. <laughs> this just shows me how motivated y'all are to achieve the goals of the Smutbusters. No, no smut, no lust, no, no coconuts. Come on, y'all. Part of being in the group is doing this, the saying when we do it. I, I did not know what was happening. <laughs> Why is the coconut spark? <laughs> I think I it's like, te that. like testicles. Like, I think it's, I think it's no smut, no it First of all, it makes no sense. Let's be very clear. Kelvin loves making up a catchphrase. It's not going to catch on. But I think what I enjoyed the most is Keith telling Taryn to, to know her fucking place. And the look he gives her, the look he gives her at the end of the scene is so funny because, like, he's always running behind Kelvin. And I love the idea that Keith is like, oh, like, he is a bitch behind the scenes to work with. Like, he is like a, a bitchy, messy assistant. That, I just love that. Yeah, but he um, can do a him. mean fire dance. He's, I mean, I, it was actually kind of great. Um, by the way, there's like 14 year olds in here, and they have you have to see it just to see how many like it's every type of sex toy you could need and have is in this pile. Um, so yeah, so I just thought that no smut, no, no lust, no smut, no lust, no coconuts. First of all, makes no sense. Second of all, I'm disgusted because now that I look at the logo. <laughs> I see what the logo is now, and I was really ignoring it before he said something, and now I'm very aware that, that is a big white splash in the background of the logo. Why would they do this? It's perfect. It's it is perfect. So that's what Kelvin's up to. Um, Eli has retired, 
Uh, we'll come back to Judy and, and Jesse. But you Eli, know they sell T-shirts with that logo? Smut Busters T's? Bus- from, since this show came out? Yeah. I think you know where we're going with this. Um, we, First of all, they need to sponsor. We need to just let them know that we're doing the podcast to make sure that they will, you know, sponsor us. Uh, Rough House Shop. Anybody know anybody at Rough House Shop and can get me a adult large let me know okay um yeah so that's wait actually i think we just you just helped me find the whole gemstones shop and um they have a baby billy live uh live tour (laughs) shirt and i would absolutely they have a redeemer um a redeemer come on dude uh what's the car monster car monster truck shirt mm-hmm. they have a malicious shirt this is wonderful is this like who's it whose website is this so um i'm so sorry i'm so easily dis- i am i kind of want this shirt if we ever do a live show we have to wear this shirt and there'll be one i have to figure out the next shirt maybe there's a black there's a black dragon shirt um okay so who else are we missing um so because gideon has not been uh has been hurt he is oh roughhouse is like the production company that one of the production companies that's who's showing shirts roughhouse hit us up um so gideon is well let's uh, finish with the siblings we didn't talk about uh judy yeah let's do it oh i thought you were gonna go Oh, I'm just I just realized Rough House Pictures is like probably related to um Danny McBride because I'm looking at this now and I'm obsessed. Uh okay, so Judy went on tour. We saw that in season two. She went on tour with Baby Billy and it was a whole thing because she was a sibling who could sing and reminded her of her mama and she getting up, but baby Billy was trying to play her to get his money back. And um he ended up doing just fine, but obviously baby Billy's hungry, he's a hustler, he's not happy with what he has. But that's for another and part. I, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me correct you. Baby <laughs> Billy is not a hustler. He's a scammer. That man last season was selling holy oil. What was he? What was he? His sweat? Wasn't it his sweat in a bottle or a something bullshit. like that? It was a bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's such a thin line between hustling and scamming. That's the crazy part. But yes, I mean, they literally got this nigga. We'll get to that because I want to just show the scene of him coming into the hotel and him and Tiffany complaining because it doesn't make any damn sense. Um, but baby, you know, obviously when they open up episode three with baby Billy, everybody was happy because we yes. all miss baby Billy, motherfucker, baby. <laughs> and the the way that Walton Goggins, like, obviously he's an actor, whatever, he's good at his craft. But I just really want to highlight how. I'm trying to imagine somebody else. Like, I'm trying to imagine Brian Cranston. You know what I mean? I'm trying to imagine Jim Carrey. Like, there's something special that this man is doing in this damn character. And when he cusses, I, I'm i gleeful at the way that the motherfucker, like, slides out of baby Billy's mouth. Like, it just makes sense. Um, So I really just enjoy these characters. How much time have you spent in the South? Oh, a lot. But Walton Goggins is not a... a, a is not fucking Ben Matlock. Like Walton Goggins is a whole white man who from our from our time period. And he's so good at that character. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, but he sounds like 
he sounds like a southern scamming preacher so much yeah, to me. No, no. I think that's why yeah. I love it so much because it's so it's like so I don't know if y'all remember there's some of y'all who watched wrestling wrestling in the late 80s mm-hmm. and early 90s but there was a it was a character called Brother Love in the in WWF mm-hmm. and he was red he was red he had he painted his face red and he had like this stupid voice that he talked and it was absurd and he was based off like a televangelist from the 80s and he was basically like making fun of it baby billy is like the like the prime like super saiyan version of tele <laughs> 80s televangelist like he is just everything turned up yeah, to nine thousand, and it's the best it's so i mean the outfits it's the everything by the way um, he is actually a white man from Alabama, so I do take it back. It makes See? perfect sense. He's bringing. I mean, if you were looking for who he is, he's also like one of the most terrible people ever on the Shield. He was in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> he was in Vice Principals and Justified. Like, so for him to play this, I think it just shows the range, right? Because maybe Billy is a villain, but in the most like, like if you've ever, it's like when when. HBO put out that documentary about scammers and it was a dude from Detroit who was like who like did he did a whole thing about scamming and at the very end he was like by the way check the contract I didn't actually sign my name like basically he scammed HBO and they kept it in there like that man who you're like don't scam me but I support you that's who baby Billy is I'm Um, glad you brought that up Vice Principals that's another Danny McBride show so if you liked Vice Principals or you watched that you will love Righteous Gemstones absolutely I you know I've actually never been able to finish it I have or start finish I've never really started it I just love Righteous Gemstones um okay so sorry i'm trying not to get pulled into that's okay we were talking about i'm trying not to i'm trying to get pulled into these other gemstone links when i'm looking at walton goggins yes so judy is judy went on tour judy on top tour five state tour she comes back like a diva okay when she was coming back and acting funny what did you think was the reason why um i knew something was up Mm-hmm. I don't know, but Judy's always weird to me. Like she's, she's so off. fucking weird. She's so weird. So like weird. she's the she's the like I don't know. I mean her Je- her and her and Kelvin are much weirder than Jesse to me. Right. Jesse Jesse's comes just off dude. as just yeah, Jesse just comes off as like a arrogant rich uh-huh. kid yeah. asshole. But Judy yeah. and Kelvin are so awkward. <laughs> so I don't even I never know if anything's wrong with them, but they're just awkward. Yeah, exactly. Well, I that's a good read. I assume that the tour didn't go as well as she thought and that she was acting like a superstar and they were going to just determine that she really didn't do well and she wanted to hide that from BJ. I actually was surprised. They actually, they got a twist out of me for it to be that she was messing around with one of the guys on tour and then they had this scene where, um, oh, we didn't talk about the race car driving yet. But they had this scene where the brothers come to talk to Judy to like just check in with her. And in that conversation, she's kissing the guy from the band. And they are so, I mean, above anything else, Kelvin is just disgusted to see her kiss. (laughs) Like, it's not even like, yeah, she's cheating. Yeah, they're judging. But I was like, ew, like my sister kissing somebody. So um, 
in in her doing that we find out that's what the big secret she's been acting weird towards bj since she got back from taurus because that girl was cheating and she keeps <laughs> she says roadhead is roadhead we got <laughs> we gotta end this affair and i'm like judy what <laughs> for the, judy calls of, out De- judy calls out um jesse it was like you was out here having coked Absolutely. up whore parties. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. They definitely have a double standard, but just for her to tell that man that he's roadhead <laughs> and all they did, as she said, was dry hump a couple times. I'm oh, okay, she's married, but I just was screaming at like how and then she goes, Don't y'all tattle on me. And she's serious. That's all she cares about is do not tell daddy and do not tell BJ. Um, but obviously. This is not a family that's going to keep this secret very well or for very long. And poor BJ is going to be hurt when he finds out because he really is devoted to her. And there's a moment later. You think he's going to find out? I do. I think I think that because I don't think they would. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they just brought it up. Well, how do you think he's going to find out? Well, because first of all, now seven people know when it was only three people. You know what I mean? I think it's just going to keep. Like it first, the so all this all three siblings and the man knows. Now the man is gonna threaten to, you know, he's gonna threaten to be with her or out her. Basically, is what's coming. And then Jesse told Amber, who knows who Amber confided in. Kelvin probably told Keith just to tell him. Keith might not even care enough. And then while they're in that room talking later, which by the way, the throne room was immaculate. When they're in the throne room talking to baby Billy, baby Billy, Amber, and the the cousin, what's the- What's the little oh, boy? Yeah, the two cousins. The, the, no, oh, the, the little ba- boy. Yeah, the, the what? Why is all of Baby Billy's sons not right? <laughs> they show remember when Baby Billy had that older son in the beginning. He was running from him. And uh, so I think the the dude is going to show up because he loves Judy. I think yeah, he, but he, I think he but loves he, yeah, he's unhinged though. He's not he's not in his right mind. Did um, you see the first episode when he went home and his wife or whoever smacked him <laughs> with a blender? A blender. I've no. never seen that on a TV show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry, on the second watch, the fact that they have that. You so he makes fun of the wife's haircut, and when you look back at it, they have the same haircut, but they're yes. making it like he looks like Sugar Ray, and the wife has like what you're like, why does she look like that? But when they're sitting there together at the table, you're like, wait a minute, y'all are supposed to, be, y'all actually have the same like y'all are the same type of fucked up. Oh my god. Okay, since we're here, let me play this scene between him and Judy because I it's one of the favorite things I've ever seen. Like them giving her the chance to say this, it made me so happy. Okay, so basically she she tells the dude she has to break up with them either way. It's gonna happen. She has to break up, um, because she is, yeah, like she literally just wants to go and be with BJ. She doesn't want to fuck it up. To her, it's just roadhead. And he, wait, hold on. <laughs> Actually, I want to get this whole thing in. Okay, don't act like you don't. so. I'm gonna play from here. Hold on. So stupid. Put the volume up. All right, go. Don't act like you don't love hearing our song. You can hear it. It's on our song. We don't even have a song. What's up with your face? My wife laid these colors down. Yeah, his face all fucked up in the blender. What happened? Well, I told her I got fired, but couldn't tell her why. She thinks I'm back on coke. 
That's great news. She's demanding I go back to rehab. It's all fucked. Earth to Steven, come back from outer space and calm down. Look, don't you think I've thought about all this? I have. That's why I'm prepared to give you $10,000. And that's mostly in small bills, 20s, because I figured you'd want to buy gas station snacks with it. So this is fuck off money? A little bit, maybe. Kind of. I'm not giving up that easy and letting the other guy win. What other guy? Your husband. I'm willing to fight for you. I need to just tell you, <laughs> you don't sound like a tattoo man right now. Steven, you have a wife. You have kids. Me and you? <laughs> we haven't even shit in front of each other. But I want to. Don't. <laughs> I'll leave my family in a second if I can have you. I'd murder them. I believe you. Okay. That's I have my favorite part. Known that I can drive men wild with the power of this pussy, or even just the promise <laughs> of this pussy. But like marriage ruining shit, homewrecker shit, that's a hell no from me, dog. Me and you? Uh uh. I don't want to see you no more. Judy. It's like they do, they use an accent randomly. And you would think it would be like, oh, white people saying no mo or dog. But it just feels very much like this is how they talk. This has nothing to do. Like, obviously, it all comes from black culture. But like, this has nothing to do with appropriating. That's just what she says. <laughs> and that's just how like, that's just how Judy talks. She's not trying to affect that. Like, it's not Aquafina. Like, Judy just says no mo and then walks out. So I really love that he casually says he's going to murder Sui and she goes, I believe you and moves on. I love her talking about like, well, how does Judy know the power of this pussy? What happened? I need, I need, that's the backstory I need. Um, I think she I is going to murder her. I think that's too deep. That's not, uh, this show? It's been yeah, hella been murders in the first two seasons. Oh, I guess it was bad guys. So I didn't think about, I, don't, I definitely don't promote murder suey over dry humping and kissing i definitely think that's a little bit far but i think it's more likely that the girl the lady's gonna divorce him and he's gonna be fucked um and maybe like he i can see him as a villain who comes back later like like may may but definitely not i don't know we'll see put we'll put money up on that here's a poll will we see a murder suite on season three of righteous gemstones what do you think um but i just love that scene from judy and her being a damn fool and coming in to break him up and i would definitely take ten thousand dollars to end an affair that would absolutely get me out of town i would be fine with that um so anybody listening want to have an affair with chanel all you gotta do is pay ten thousand dollars and she'll she'll be out of there very very not even joking um so that was a i love judy for this basically that's kind of it like the, the brother's gonna hold it over her but um nobody's gonna like out her just yet amber does come by later to try to give her and bj like this counseling system that she made up with so she has a she has so ba- she has uh let me explain this she Please. has the system that's what it's called mm-hmm. the yep. system and the system is she's on. She, you basically see her doing like infomercials from it, and it's basically like this couples therapy type thing. And all the system is, just so you know, all the system is is a glass bowl with marbles. And anytime you want to say some fuck shit or do some fuck shit towards your partner, instead you put a marble in the bowl. You put a marble in the cup or the bowl, and there's blue you top marbles. Of 
It's gemstones, yeah. There's blue gemstones and there's pink gemstones because, of course, pink is for girls and blue is for boys. And so the guy puts in his blue marble whenever, and then at the end of a certain period, you go and check it and see how many marbles you put in and you talk about it. That's the system. That's absolutely something you would see on TV, by the way. <laughs> something ridiculous like I mean, that. There's something to be said for not saying something mean, even though you want to as well. Like, But I will say this, side note, unpopular opinion, Amber is the one who should run the church. They would never let her, but she's the Tom in this situation. Like, the thing about Amber is she actually has like the poise. She controls the women's group. Like she had the she had the group on lockdown and the cheating stuff in the first season. Like Amber actually has the shit together. So that's the only thing where like one day if she could ever like figure out a way to get past Jesse, that would be a good season. But yeah, I but if you remember the first two thing. seasons, Amber was extra pick me. She was like super like I'm Jesse Gemstone's oh, wife oh, and you know a, that type she's of person. A problematic Southern Belle in the south who's like heteronormative and evangelical but suspending my actual politics to enjoy the show she should she should be the one running the church in terms of like her vision i feel like she actually has it together even though she her biggest flaw is backing jesse no matter what because jesse is is absolutely the only claim jesse has is eldest boy nothing else <laughs> nothing else is his claim to like actually being successful or or deserving the church but i was just saying I actually, like i'm impressed i have that scene because i want you to i want y'all to hear about this ridiculous system y'all have to hear this there is nothing that we take more seriously than our marriage that's why i created the system a program that you can use at home to help your marriage better honor jesus christ now, when I want to say something or do something that would reflect poorly in the eyes of our Lord, I take one of these gemstones and I plop it into this Voss container. Now I know that Jesse is trying. He almost said something hurtful, but instead he let the gemstone do the talking. I love my wife. It's so simple. It works. Creating the system was a work of passion for me. What the I'm fuck are you watching in here? Horror movies? Like you. That is so absurd. That's the wife. thing in the world. <laughs> they probably sell it for like fifty dollars. Genius. Yeah, something a hundred dollars, maybe just something ridiculous. It's just the most simplest thing in the world. So yeah, I, I just wanted to play that because I thought that was funny. I love it. Um, so she's doing her thing. Um, Jesse's an asshole though because he tells her that she's too busy doing that to help him and basically he just wants her to be emotionally available at all times for to handhold him because there's nothing Amber should be doing that she's not doing like he blames Gideon's blood I'm Gideon um Pontius's blessed tattoo on 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 his face on her that's not fair at all um but yeah I, I actually stand Amber in my own way okay so what's what's going on with Jesse Jesse's basically so they've all their dad has a, has a, uh, officially retired so they all are now three running the church together, which again, succession if Italy didn't happen. You know, like it's it actually is what we would have got at the end of season three. Um mm-hmm. and in obviously completely different universe, but you get what I'm saying. And so they're running it together and they the the bigger problem in the season is they cannot get it the fuck together. They cannot even pretend to like each other during church service. Like there's a scene where they ugh, actually sorry, I, I do want to play it because uh 
what I enjoyed about it was that oh is this playing no I'm not sharing good what I enjoyed about this scene was that it's peak like why they're not working um another conflict they're having is they are losing donors and member churches because of all this um arguing and going back and forth here it is boom got it so silly Okay, I want to show y'all this scene where they cannot get it together. No, did it revert back? Christ love and okay, sorry y'all, bounce around a lot. Here you go. Through the power of Christ love and LASIK surgery, we have restored sight to the blind, or at least uh, the nearsighted. These primitive people can see Christ's world and read signs at night much better because of us. Well, I'm not sure how many of these primitive people are reading street signs at night in the rainforest, and that's not really the main reason why we did it. I didn't say it was the main reason. Well, you are heavily featuring it, so... Okay, boys, time to wrap it up. They're trying to get back to me singing. <laughs> We're accompanying the montage, Judy. You're not the main part. Yeah, this isn't a solo tour, no, Judy. Not. We're doing our thing right now. <laughs> Thank you. You're not the main Can you imagine that much bickering in the middle of a church service? It's actually egregious. <laughs> egregious. And Jesse's kind of like Kendall. He's the oldest. So they kind of do look to him to be like the leader, but he's not capable of being Eli. And all he does is end up trying to be like his daddy, but he can't because he don't got that type of charisma. Eli Gemstone is very much like Logan Roy in the sense that he is uniquely charismatic, right? And so he's one of those, like, everyone's met, seen the preacher that, you know, they might be saying bullshit, but they're saying the bullshit in such a, you know, charismatic delivery that you just get sucked in, right? And so that's how they kind of portray Eli as, like, this person that built this empire uh, because of that, him and Amy Lee, his wife. And Jesse is yeah. trying to live up to that and he's always wants to take charge, but he's not actually capable of doing of it. doing the thing. Yeah, Eli is very much Logan in the sense of patriarch who did it long enough that he's like the cloth that they cut from, like good or bad, because of longevity. Like it kind of just becomes the thing of, of in its own. But he also is likable because he is genuinely like for the most part doing the right thing, except for the fact that he has these dumbass kids that he has won't disown like won't kick off the property like actually does love them and so he's obviously we had all these debates about like logan showing his love and fucked up oh yeah that's definitely yeah but eli actually like has a (laughs) eli has a by the way you need to watch it just to see this compound and the fact that they all have mansions on the same lot along with a theme park and everything else that they have right so it's just imagine like the most opulence you could think of like Osteen, Times, Dr. Phil's level of wealth. Think about that, right? That's what this family is doing. Um, so anyway, Eli is like a redeemable character, and it was nice in season two to see his backdrop as like a he could have been like he had his he was running the streets in his own way. You're nice, much nicer than Eli than me. We find out this season that Eli left his sister to live in a broke down church. She no, only got right. a house. I kind of <laughs> skipped over that. You're right, but something. Oh, but. <laughs> 
why because the opening scene of this whole season is a woman attacking amy lee with a wrench at a christian at a right at a christian uh monster truck rally but we do find out it's eli's blood sister attacking her and who knows what she did it's probably like taking money or like stealing people from the church she did something but like literally he tried she tries to kill amy lee and somebody hits her with a car which i assume was going to be rusty i assume rusty hit her with the car and they had this deal from then on um but anyway may may is his sister who doesn't die she shows up later we'll get to her because we're going long i'll come back around her quickly but um before we get there in season in episode one they set up some stuff we don't see happen again like we don't uh, hopefully we do see the follow-up because they're not it's not like them to just pick up a ball and drop it but because the siblings are supposed to be running the church together and they're clearly disorganized and not on the same page they lose a big benefactor named rusty whatever rusty daniels maybe that's his name and he his theme song his catchphrase is woo wee sucker and he's a rate a stock car racer who like was basically gonna give give them hundreds of millions of dollars when he died he's he's, he's dale earnhardt he's richard petty he's like any famous nascar southern boy but he's like the best, so he's rich, and he loves church, and he was gonna mm-hmm. leave all his stuff, all his leave a whole bunch of like money in his name, will to the church. It, yeah, but he don't fuck with the gemstone kids, and so he wanna go to a new yeah. church. And the reason he says because he cannot feel the love, and when Amy and when Eli and Amy Lee were preaching, they well, yeah, because they're a married couple and they had it together. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and they they got it out the mud, and so we find this. Um, the Simpkins are the family, like a another family that is competing where they have a white guy, a white older brother, a white uh, sister, and then an adopted black brother named Craig, who's who says he's finer than all of them. Like basically, Craig's like, I know, I know, I'm fine. That's it. And they all kind of just have to give give it to Craig that he's the cutest one of all of them. So anyway, Rusty says that's the kind of family I want to work. I want to work with. And they, so the Simpkins hold hands to pray and the brother steps up and says, I'll be the one to race for, for your money, Rusty. And Jesse's like, tries to hold Kelvin and uh, Judy's hands. And they're like, what the, f-? they, they don't even want their hands held. And just that level of like the fumbling that they do when they try to show each other physical intimacy, again, very Roy-ish, but mm-hmm. like also much funnier. And so Jesse says he'll race, he'll race the Simpkin eldest for, rusty's money and his like his inheritance and jesse shoots right off into the wall and <laughs> crashes the car immediately, and no, immediately. <laughs> he doesn't even make it a quarter way around the track it's such good physical comedy because you think maybe this thing is gonna do something and he immediately stalls it and then guns into the wall it is so funny but again how you know they're not ready is because they're like jonesing on him instead of like encouraging him. They like, oh, you idiot, you lost, boo, you suck. They like are not like they're competing against themselves when they need to be competing against everybody else. So anyway, that is something that we don't see again till later. So I'm assuming it'll come up later and it'll make sense because again, they don't usually just show something and like you don't see it come back to later. We only had the first three of ten, so I really do anticipate this series is setting up like we have the beginning we're about to have middle then we're going to have the end like i i so be careful going back to what brandon said about binging 
to judge this show out the first three episodes because I literally feel like we just have the storyline established by now. Um, can I, so anyway, that's can I talk? Simpkins. Can I talk about baby? Ba- oh, yeah, go ahead. My bad. No, I'm saying that's the Simpkins. You want to talk about baby uh, Billy now? Can I talk about baby Billy before we talk about the overarching plot of the first baby three Billy's episodes? Bible busters. Yes, thank you. So <laughs> I have that scene lined up. So please. Ba- Baby Billy is first of all we we don't see him the first two episodes which made me sad because I love Baby Billy but then we get him in the third episode he's singing at Zion Zion is Christian Atlantis that we talked about earlier so he's basically like the the talent there like if you went to um like if we went like if you went to a Vegas um, residency basically yeah like a Vegas residency but just like think about that but like for Christians right. And so Baby Billy is out there singing and they do like this whole thing where he's singing at the pool and everything and it's water squirting up. Everybody gets out the pool to dance with him. It's like a, it's like a, in his mind. And in reality, he's just standing by the pool and no one's paying him any attention at all. And so Baby Billy loves attention. And so he watches on TV and he sees Family Feud and he's like, oh, I could do that. Like, that's what I need a game show. And his, his wife, Tiffany, She's the most wholesome person on here because she, I think she's, think she's like not smart, but all she wants to do is make baby Billy happy. That's like her whole thing. It's just like, I just want baby Billy to be happy. So she's and like, waffles. yeah, let's, and waffles. Yeah. So she's just like, let's go, uh, let's go talk to the gemstone, like to her, his nephews. So he, they show up at this room that looks like shark tank. It's like Christian shark tank in the church. Where the three gemstone siblings are sitting up on these high ass chairs, and baby and you Billy's caught, down with- you caught earlier when they were getting it like finalized, and uh, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, and Kelvin were like, "Make our chairs higher, like as if we're looking, we're looking down on people." Gat, like he's telling that to the architect, yeah. like, make sure we have the higher stone chairs. And there's something else they they like they align on in that meeting. Just by the way, before you get to this, because this is one of my favorite things about this show they're talking about something they have to do in this meeting and kelvin and jesse decide to do it and then kelvin's like what about judy which again like a, a logan and oh my god what are the names kendall and roman be like what about shiv and jesse goes oh, that bitch too <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous so this is baby billy pitching baby billy's bible bonkers every episode starts out the same oh baby billy he comes out like this. I make me some jokes, current events, hostiles, nothing edgy. We want to keep it light so we don't limit our audience. And then I introduce two families. I banner with them. I do some chit chat. Maybe I kiss them on the cheek. And then one by one, they compete doing trivias from the Bible. Bible. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Miss here. Uncle Baby Billy, isn't this just exactly the pitch for Family Feuds? Yeah, did you run this by <laughs> Daddy? Why I got to run this by Eli? Everybody knows y'all running shit. Unless you ain't got purchase power, you can't pull the triggers. No, no, we got purchase power. We can pull the triggers, homie. Then I suggest does the you pull the trigger on this here hit TV series. Go on, take it off the market. It's exactly Family Feuds. There ain't no Family Feud. This is Baby Billy's Baba Bonkers. Bible bonkers. Baby Billy's Bible bonkers. Baby Billy's Bible bonkers. 
Baby Billy Bobble Yeah, roll that around your mouth. That's fun, ain't it? You know what? I already know how I'm going to vote on this if we just want to end this meeting early. Plus, I got some stuff that I got to hash out with Jesse. What I got to hash out with you is you tattling on me to your damn fembot. Oh, come on. You're mad because I told Amber that you're having an affair with a man named Steven? Affair? Steven? Who the fuck is Steven? Now you done told two more people. Jesse, fuck me, man. He told three. Lionel's here, too, now. He heard it. Look, can we please just concentrate on my pitch? Come on, now. I think my executive vote is no on Bible Bunkers. I don't like it. Well, that's one thing I can agree with you on, you fucking tattletale. What, you really gonna say no to this concept? Mm, not today, Double. No. Nah, dog. Not on our it. network. This is not the kind of stuff we put on our network. Mm -mm. Y'all can't even see solid gold when I'm shitting it right in front of you. Y'all just piss me off. No wonder your fucking numbers are down. You think you can ship me off? To paradise, make me sing by a pool all motherfucking day, getting a suntan, drinking pina coladas for free, living in a penthouse, huh? No, I'm an international known talent. I deserve more than that. You haven't seen the last of me. I mean, you're our uncle. I'm assuming we're gonna hear from you again. You damn right you will. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, Tiff. I'm just gonna leave this here for y'all to study. You can take all take this. All we don't shit. want it. The best. Take all that shit. <laughs> Uncle, she, I love when morning. they call her Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I never caught that. It's just that. First of all, and then remember how like uh, Judy and I, Tiffany had beef, and now they love each other. I love that. Uh, I just, I actually love how. At the same time, as a family, they have gotten through some shit. Like, they literally have bonded through th times when they can't stand each other. Um, and so, Baby Billy is obviously, he's on to something. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. He's on to something. Um, second of all, because I could see it. I could see Baby Billy's Bible bonkers. I really could. Later yes, on, absolutely. there's a scene where Jesse gets mad and he... <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I just love that they kept in a take where he tried to say Baby Billy Bible Bunkers too fast, and it didn't sound like it at all. Um, in episode three, really deeply enjoyed that. Um, okay, so they basically, I'm, I, they just have a moment where this is basically like TBN Shark Tank, and I love that they pulled that off. Like they just, they have a vote. There's another moment when they catch Judy having an affair with Steve and kissing him and uh, Jesse fires him. And then Judy says, I'm rehiring him. And Kelvin says, I'm refiring you infinity. And she goes, oh, two beats one. You got to go. Like they still <laughs> respect that the, respect the like two, two versus one votes. Like that's like code for them. I really love that. Uh, so that was a great scene. And then poor Lionel, they have cousins night later, and and baby Billy's like, y'all not gonna leave Lionel out just because he's four and he eats dirt, and they're like, baby Billy. Um, so we have to get to to get to the end of it. We do have to talk about the cousins real quick and this other like conflict that's brewing. So we set up the Simpkins. The other conflict that's brewing is like, oh my god. When yeah, this say, is the this is the thing that happened through all three episodes, right? Yes. So like, um, starting with the sisters. Exactly. So sorry, one small tidbit is that because Gideon's laying around hurt from whatever happened season two, uh Jesse makes him mm -hmm. Jesse makes him um the driver for Eli. For uh Eli, but I just wanted to play actually now I think I want to play that scene real quick just because 
there's just something so like it's only 30 seconds but there's something so so fucked up it's so that i love in the parenting choices that they make okay oh by the way the pastors are have like are basically voting no confidence on the siblings and so you have this scene we we do have to talk about that the scene with the pastors because good lord jesus in the manger did they fuck that up okay before we get to the rich motherfuckers before we get to that is this the part here oh i must have skipped past it too quick wait do all the kids have the same haircut as the dad I'm so sorry. I'm looking at the scene again. I just realized I think all the kids had that fucked up haircut. Okay, here we go. Oh, can you stop sharing? He's sitting there about a pool so long. To you, I hope I don't make you blue, but I think I'm gonna kill myself. I think I'm gonna kill myself. Ooh, cha cha cha, busted. Giddy, when did you even start this nasty habit? Not in this house, I pray. No, you're in the clear, mommy. I picked it up on set. I'm not happy that you're hurt, but I am glad that you are no longer hanging out with these types of people. You need to quit smoking, and your sarcasm needs to go right along with it, calling me mommy. No, sir. Sorry, I don't I don't know why I've been doing that. Look, buddy, we need a favor from you. You need to start pitching in, especially since you're just sitting on your ass all day not doing movies anymore. Dad, I don't want to preach. Well, well, I'm not asking you to preach, so in your face. In your face? I need you to fill in for my daddy's driver. I'm sick and tired of seeing you moping around the house all day, pretend like you're fucking born on the 4th of July or something. Well, I'm sitting around because I've been seriously injured. And if it seems like I'm open, it's because I am open. I can't do anything. I can't ride bikes. I can't do my martial arts. I may... I may never do stunts again. Oh, you're never going to do stunts again. never going to do stunts again? Look, buddy, we're not trying to belittle you here, but this might be what you need, you know? Get out. I just want to say that... Wait, oh, sorry, let me finish. Out the world. Run your granddaddy around to get his meds, get his prostate checked. They can take your mind off of shit. How often is he getting his prostate checked? Bunches. A lot of times it gets bigger. Look, whether you want to do it or don't. <laughs> it gets bigger. I just love that he says, I might not, I might not uh be a stunt driver again. They go, oh, you might not be a Like they're trolling their kids. I love Jesse for that. I don't know why. I just love seeing parents troll the kids. And obviously they, they might fuck them up like psychologically i don't want it to go that far but i love the idea of them um being like this so anyway another thing about kids later that i wanted to mention uh because i think we should talk about the cousins and then we should talk about how the pastor meeting went and we can wrap up from there um what there's this moment where his their cousins are at the compound and they find the redeemer tries to redeemer monster truck from the from like the beginning uh set up and the kid comes in, their son comes in and is being mean with him, like saying that they stink and all they need to take a shower and all that. And the cousin goes, the little one's mean. And Justin's like, of course he's mean. That's my son. I'll make him mean. And I was just like, crack it up because Jesse's such an asshole. But it's like, because it's I'm not experiencing it. It's like I'm cheering for him just because he's so terrible and such a oddly lovable way. I don't know why Jesse is so lovable. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so 
the cousins are may may has come to ask jesse uh eli for help we don't know exactly why at first but he has a change of heart because he misses amy lee he realizes she would do the right thing even though may may tried to kill her with a wrench and we find out that uh may may his sister has a estranged husband or ex-husband whatever who i guess was in jail and is out of jail and when he get out her two sons went to go live with him and so the gemstones go roll up to check on them and find out it's like a doomsday militia basically and Mr. they're all basically but like way no women no women and um probably a little bit more militant and a little bit more like uh january 6th at the same time so they go in there with them and i just love that jesse keeps being like y'all gonna get ruby rich like he just keeps looking around like this is waco like what are we he, and they're saying it out loud they're like this is a damn militia where are we um and later they get raided and jesse's like told y'all y'all were ruby rich motherfuckers like he just loves calling it out and i think another reason why you like them is because even though they're very rich they have no awareness for themselves but they have awareness about everybody else being full of shit um so anyway during this during this thing we see steve zahn is their father sorry that's probably loud in the mic steve zahn is their father and he is uh anti gemstones because he feels like they they are sellouts and you know hypocrites and all that because they make so much money off of uh being christians and so he kicks them out later they get raided and the father assumes that the sons ratted them out because the reason why the gemstones knew their location was because may may have been talking to her sons and they were supposed to be radio silent so he kicks them out and they go uh eli feels bad he goes to go get them may may's like please watch my sons because i don't want them getting involved with their father again he's he's dangerous and so long story short they're living at the compound and jesse and kelvin and judy are so mean to them like they're literally in their face like middle finger saying fuck off we don't like y'all y'all are montgomery's we don't want y'all here um until they have cousins night and one of the cousins almost dies and they realize they're being kind of harsh on them so they all have a bonding moment and basically i would say watch the episodes just to see that yes but i would i would watch the episodes just to see that because the dynamic is crazy and also like they're so mean to them and let me tell you something these they're not that bad like they're not bad at all but they are so mean to them and basically saying like y'all are montgomery's being their dad's name and like we're gemstones and we you know we have beef we don't want to be our cousins and um obviously that doesn't work for eli because he is like you know cares about family and all that so we'll see what comes to be with that but we know that cousins night actually went well um, in its own way and that they're going to bond but I want to end with showing this scene so again the the major crux of this this whole thing is can they deal with running the church does Eli have to come out of retirement or can he enjoy fishing and sipping and so they keep getting reports that their poll numbers are down and the member churches of like their big like commonwealth of churches basically wants to have a meeting to be to deal with the concerns and they asked their dad to go but he got pulled away to deal with the cousins and they don't know that so they're left on their own to host this meeting um and martin's there because martin's still the trusted advisor but they don't really listen to martin or really know him the way that eli does so here is this insane scene of them trying to uh connect with the pastors and the member churches it's time we're on our own 
Jesse, what are you doing? Let's fuck these pastors up. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Wonderful to see you, brother and sister pastors. Thanks for coming out. Listen, we understand that some of you are a little nervous about the change in leadership. We just want to assure you that uh, we don't take that personally. We're not insulted by that. It doesn't make us want to physically hurt you or anything. We just, we just want y'all to really know that we are just as capable of running this church as our mama and daddy. And because you believed in our parents, it is now time to believe in their three children. Being a part of Gemstone Church used to be joyous, felt like a family. But now, quite frankly, that spark is gone. You gotta give the people in this room something to believe in, inspire us. Let us know that you feel confident in the future. All right, easy, cinch. <laughs> Judy? Oh, I'm up. Okay, well. I'm, I'm so ready to inspire y'all, but I'm gonna be generous right now. Throw it to my, my little bro, Kelvin. <laughs> I had to be the one to inspire. Fucking do it. All right. Y'all wanna be inspired? Peep this. To turn this church around, it's gonna take more than, than, than just the three of us. It's gonna take everybody in here. We, the three, and you. Okay, what? I just stumbled upon a new church chant motto, right? We, the three and you. Come on, come on. We, we the, the three, three and, and you. you. Come on, come on, everybody. We, we the, the three, three and you. Let me hear y'all. We, we, the three and you. Come on, come on. This we, is what you've got for us. and you. What's that? Half the church is thinking about jumping ship, and you want to clap hands and rhyme. You're making us look like fools. Hey, buddy, your hairstyle and your little flavor saver, that's making you look like a fool, Holmes. Oh, for real, though. <laughs> Very well, then. After 22 years of service to this church, the Lord is telling me my time is up. The Lord's telling me you're a little baby bitch. You just sit your ass back down right now. Jesse, don't swear at him. Nah, nah, let him walk. Because you know what? They fucking suck anyway. Judy, no, come on, please. Hey, guys, come back. Come back, please. Everyone, just this is what it just goes. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you tell that to them, Martin. This is embarrassing. If their mother was still alive, she would be appalled by what's happening in this church right now. Jesse takes it. She walks. It throws it right in that nigga's forehead. He throws it back in his Kelvin. I was on your side. Over here, now they just literally swung shoes at the pastor meeting. Insanity. Okay, but if you watch it, what I, I do is Jesse's out front saying, come on, bring it. He's blocking shoes. Kelvin's in the back hiding and crying. And Judy has got it in front of life too until they realize that they're outnumbered. And it's actually over. Like, there's no getting past it. They literally just started to fight at the pastor meeting and I'm throwing shoes at the pastor churches and Martin is like yes so we the three and you we it's it's gonna take more than we the three and you to get through the rest of the season y'all but we hope that you enjoyed this first three episodes beginning of the season arc just running through everything real quick talking about the gemstones welcoming them back finding the parallels between that and succession but we're going to leave succession alone you know gemstones are time to shine um danny mcbride and jody hill did something with this show i thoroughly enjoy it and have loved 
every season so far. So I have high expectations that I will continue to laugh this season. Brandon, what did you think of the first three episodes? Oh, no, I love this show. It's it's fun comedy and good acting. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, I want to see what happens with them cousin's daddy because I know he's going to run up on the gemstones. I want to see what's going to happen with Judy's mistress. I want to see if baby what baby Billy does. And I want to see if the kids can get their act together and lead the church. Absolutely. I want to see that too. I also enjoy about this show that it's very, very possible we never get that. Like it's so possible that we never see them get together. We don't see harmony. They don't put it together like a family that they actually just trash the whole time. And as like 16 episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia will show you, there's an audience for that every single time, every day of the week. So we're excited. We're gonna get back to a weekly drop. We don't we hate binging here. So we're going to get back to a weekly drop starting after this um, as we recap Righteous Gemstones, HBO. Um, you know, may may uh, pray, all praise be to he. And may you always be, wait, we wait, what did we say before? Always stay, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Stay righteous. <laughs> That's how we end it. Yes, thank y'all for listening. Peace.